Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets the chip at Always in Forever Art, and on YouTube at J Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, this podcast is going to be all about Russell Westbrook, how he's played with the Lakers thus far, his fit, and things like that. And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a West, Russell Westbrook fan, but I'm going to be complete. But before I get to it, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. You can also follow me on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. So let's get it. Guys, I am a big fan of the most polarizing player to me to ever play the game of basketball in the NBA. You either love him or you hate him. Very few people lay in the middle. But I am going to try my best to just be constructive and complete despite all of the positive I tend to concentrate on when watching one Russell Westbrook play basketball. Guys, he's averaging 18-7-7 on the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. His career average from the field is 43.7%. He is shooting 43.7% for the Lakers this season. His average career is 30.5% from three. He is shooting 30% from three this season. His average is 47% on his two-pointers for his career. He is shooting 47.6% from two. His average for his career is 46% effective field goal percentage. He is shooting 47 effective field goal percentage this year. Now, where he has fallen over the last four or five seasons is his free throw shooting is at 66% this year when he's been a 78.5% free throw shooter. His free throws have not been good. But guys, I did that to say Russell Westbrook has truly had some stinkers this season on the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get into why I think that is a little bit later. But he's truly had some stinkers. But as I read off those averages, they line up exactly with his career. It's not nearly as bad as what people like to say that it is. He's playing, he's playing, look, he's had some stinkers. He isn't even playing as good as he can. I can say that. I know that's true. But all of his stats outside of his free throw shooting lines up exactly with what it's always been. Last year, he saw 65% from the free throw line. To this year, he's shooting 66.8. So, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, He's averaging seven and a half. 7.7 assists, 7.8 rebounds. On his career, he's averaged 4.1 turnovers. He is averaging 4.1 turnovers. Look, I I know. There's a graphic out there going around. He leads the league with 220 turnovers this season. I mean, if you want to use total turnovers, I guess. He's played all of the games. If you take their per-game turnovers per game, Russell Westbrook is fifth on that list. Not first. Um... And he's played more than games. So, like, his total turnovers is going to be more if he has the ball a lot. And he's actually played all the games. So, yeah. Now, 
I'm not saying turnovers is a good thing. No, it's not. But my point is, he's averaged 4.1 turnovers over his career. He's averaging 4.1 turnovers with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's not doing... It's just not nearly as bad as what people want to make you think that it is. As far as the shooting and his numbers are concerned. They're, they lay right in line with what he's always been. And he's going to get better. In my opinion, because I know the, the shots off the backboard. What people don't understand is a bank shot in a live game is really hard. And that ball is maybe within two inches of where he actually wants to put it. And it looks worse than what it actually is. But that's fine. Get your jokes off. You know, go off. They're misses, period. And he's had some games where he's had way too many turnovers, period. And he's had some really bad shooting nights, period. But if you look at the overall numbers, they're right where they've always been. With an exception of his free throw shooting. But his free throw shooting lines up right where it's been over the last four or five seasons. 65% last year. Well, 76% in Houston, but he, he caught on at the end of the season. 65% the year before. 73% the year before that. And all the years before that's where he shot over 80. So even his free throw shooting is laying right around where it's been the last four or five seasons. I expect for his free throw shooting to go up. Um, I don't think he shot that great the game before, but before that he was shooting like 80-something percent in his last like eight games from the free throw line. So I'm expecting for that to get better. That's just the basic raw numbers, right? Now, this is something that I will say. I believe that Russell Westbrook's defense has declined some. Look, the whole he doesn't play any defense is putrid. That's just a lie and an exaggeration. There have been times I think his defense isn't as good as it can be. And I think part of that, this is not an excuse. This is me being complete. He has had, I think over the last three weeks, some issues defensively that I've seen. However, I think Russell Westbrook is extremely exhausted. Again, he's played all of the games at 35 minutes a night. I think he's tired. I'm not making an excuse for him. Look, you rest on offense. If you just got to rest, you rest on offense. So I'm not making an excuse for him, but I'm just saying, I think he is exhausted. Now, let's go into fit. I don't know if they don't if they fit. They've played just over 300 minutes now of total basketball time between him, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all being on the floor at the same time. Right? Guys, that's like six games. That's it. So you, they've been on the floor for six games worth. I'm sorry. I can't just say that they don't fit. Like, I get it. He has to have the ball. LeBron has to have the ball. Like I get that. But I have my person. I want to see it for a, a long amount of time. Six games worth of minutes isn't enough for me. Am I getting worried? Hell yeah. I know they lost some of those games. A lot of those games. I admit that. But on that road trip, Russell Westbrook, he was hooping. A 30-point second half versus the Hornets. 
I mean, he was truly playing well. And then, you know, obviously the head honcho comes back. You know, it's his squad, LeBron James, you know, top two, top two, three all time. So, of course, he's getting the rock. He comes back and Russell Westbrook has to make, he's the one player that has to make the biggest adjustment when LeBron James is in the lineup. And I think people are missing that. He was due to stink in that game versus the Knicks. I'm not making an excuse. But you cannot name me another player who has to adjust and change the most when LeBron returns to the lineup than Russell Westbrook. I thought Russ was... Russ dropped 31 the last time they played the New York Knicks. I thought Russ was going to just go off. And then we found out the day of the game... LeBron might return. My mindset completely switched. Because he has the biggest adjustment to make. It's one thing for LeBron to be playing 10 games with him and go to New York and drop 30. It's an entirely different for LeBron to miss four or five games. I forget how many it was. And then return on the game of the New York Knicks. It's just a large adjustment for Russell Westbrook to make. And I thought people missed that. Was he? Did he shoot bad? Hell yeah. He sure did. Did he turn the ball over? He sure did. I expected for him not to have a good game for that reason. I thought he was going to go off when I thought LeBron James wasn't playing. But when LeBron James was inserted back into the lineup, that's what I expected. That is not me saying they won't work. That's just an abrupt change for Russell Westbrook on LeBron's first game return to the lineup. Same thing happened earlier in the year. I made an entire video on my YouTube channel about how LeBron and Russell Westbrook were starting to figure out how to play off of each other much better when LeBron returned and played in a, uh, a large amount of games with him. Now, Anthony Davis got injured. And um, he, he missed time, but they built chemistry together after playing, I would say, like seven or eight games together. I made an entire video on them playing off of each other rather than my turn, your turn. But then here comes Anthony Davis back into the lineup. It's back and forth. I'm not blaming any of those. By the way, I'm not blaming any of any of those three stars. I'm saying Russell Westbrook has the biggest adjustment to make. When they are in and out of the lineup. So. I expected that game. That he had versus the Knicks. Now. Again. I'm not going to say they don't work. Six games worth of minutes is not enough for me. Am I worried? Yes. Yes. Because I'll be honest. You cannot take the ball completely out of LeBron James hands. He's freaking LeBron James. He's top three all time ever. He's one. He's the. He's one of the greatest creators on the planet. He's the most cerebral basketball player on the planet. I guess you can say Chris Paul can give you an argument, but I still think it's LeBron James. So no, you don't take the ball out of his hands completely. But here's the thing: per cleaning the glass. Russell Westbrook is also in the 99th percentile 
of playmaking in the NBA, right along with LeBron James. So I think it's also egregious just to completely take it out of his. I do. The stats don't lie. The advanced analytics don't lie. He is one of the greatest as well. So completely take it out of his hand and have him stand in a corner in the dunker spot for what? I'm not saying never do those things. Once again, I get it. But to completely take the ball out of his hands for the most part, it doesn't make sense because he's he's so good at creating for others. Now we'll move on into, well, J.D., you say that, but he turns the ball over a lot when he has that chance. Guys, I'm sorry. Lineups matter. Again, this is not an excuse. What the hell he's supposed to do? What the hell is Russell Westbrook supposed to do out there with himself? Stanley Johnson, Avery Bradley, THT, and DJ. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? I, I, that's the thing. Yeah, are they his turnovers? Yes. But my goodness, you can make it easier for him. And that's the problem with a lot of people. When a Russell Westbrook fan, or just a basketball fan, because I, I love basketball too, and I, I'm an X's and O's person, I'm a coach myself. If I am giving a way for you to maximize a player, that is not giving you an excuse for that player. It's not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Me saying, okay, Russell Westbrook's turning the ball over. However, that lineup, what the hell he's supposed to do with that lineup other than turn the ball over or jack up a three or a jump shot? What is he supposed to do? Okay, so then they... <laughs> I think they took out THT and had him out there with Avery Bradley, DJ, Reeves, Stanley, and himself. Okay, so like there's one shooter, Reeves. I mean, I guess. Guys, I, you got to put shooters around him. And it's got to be an athletic rim running big if you're going to play that. That's why it works with Anthony Davis. That's why it works if LeBron's playing the five. DJ and Dwight, it, it just, I'd rather Dwight than DJ by the way. But it's just not the same, especially having him out there with THT or Avery Bradley, Stanley Johnson, or any combination of those players. Put him out there with Monk, Mello, and Reeves. If you go Monk, Mello, and Reeves, then Dwight, fine. Fair enough. Whatever. Are they going to be great offensively? Probably so. Are they going to be great defensively? Hell no. Nah. But they just have to make do for five or six minutes and score. They will score with Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves on the floor. That's three shooters. Mel, four. And then put someone, put someone out there that can protect the rim. Play, play Dwight. Play AD. When LeBron James sits, you can have AD and Russ out there together. What's wrong with that? Surrounded by shooters. But no. Frank Vogel wants to play Russell Westbrook with the most non-shooters he possibly can. And then say, man, I don't know why you won of 10 and I don't know why you turned the ball over. Go sit over there and put in THT. I mean, that's fine. You won the game. It worked. Okay. But your job as a head coach is to maximize each player. 
You can't pay me to believe that you truly believe you're maximizing Russell Westbrook with some combination of DJ or Dwight and some combination of Stanley Johnson, Avery Bradley, and THT. There, you cannot convince me of that. There is no way. And even in those lineups, you can see me tweeting, begging, Russ, go to the rack. But my gosh, how? I get it. I'll be telling him to go to the rack too. Go to the rack how? Here's THT. Here's THT, Avery Bradley, and DJ. Go figure it out. That's big. No sets. No spacing. Nothing. Fine. You want to bitch for playing poorly? Fine. That's what you the coach. But my goodness, can you try to maximize his value? At least a little bit? You just can't pay me to believe you think that lineup is going to work. Lakers fans who are listening to this podcast, if you are, tell me if you believe that lineup will work. It just, no one's going to say that. But that's what he throws out there. That's what Vogel throws out there. Russell Westbrook has to be better. He's got to stop turning the ball over. He's got to be locked in on defense. But that goes for everyone. has got to be locked in on defense. And that's the thing is, at least I can sit here and say, over the last like three weeks, I have noticed some decline on the defensive end. Not like his ability. But everyone's acting like this defense is just Russell Westbrook's fault. Defense be future with Russell Westbrook on the bench. Quit playing. It's just bad, period. When you have Avery Bradley, THT, and Monk out there with anyone, even with Russ sitting, they're entirely too small. Ariza isn't the same. And sometimes I think that people are mistaken by Anthony Davis being able to erase mistakes that they think that's a good defensive possession. No, most of the time it is a putrid defensive possession. AD just cleans it up. So when Russ is on a bitch and AD's on the floor and they're running and gunning with shooters and AD's throwing crap in the stands, those aren't good defensive possessions. It's great defensive effort on a part of Anthony Davis. And even when Russ is in the lineup and that happens, I'm saying it all is the same. LeBron James, too. He just blocks shots and erases stuff, too. That doesn't mean it's a good defensive possession. That means it was great individual effort by one player. That's great on a part of that player. But that doesn't mean it's a good defensive possession. But I can say, man, over the last like three weeks, although he's had some possessions also and some quarters where his defense has been pretty good, I can say that, damn, bros, come on, Mike. I've already given my reason, so I'm not going to repeat that. Russell Westbrook is still elite. You don't drop 30 in a, in, a, in, a, in a half. You don't drop 30 in a half and use trash. Y'all can miss me with that. You don't drop 30 and a half and use wash. You can miss me with that. He need to make his damn layups, for sure. He need to make his damn dunks, for sure. Those missed dunks, 
Hey, I ain't making no excuses. Need to hit those. Missed layups. I need him at 63%, like he usually is at the cup. But that doesn't mean what I'm saying is any less true. You cannot surround him with those players. And guys, the last thing I want to say is it makes no sense to me for fans to almost want a failure on their squad. Almost want one of their players to fail. Encourage them. Cheer for him. I think that he's also mentally exhausted. And I think fans don't realize it's on large part because of fans. Now, look, people going to get into the whole, well, he is a star player. He needs to be tougher, mentally tough. Look, basketball players are human. It gets to anyone if it's bad enough. Encourage him. Let's want him to succeed, not fail. And let's see how he does from there. Get behind Russell Westbrook. Because a Russell Westbrook better is only going to make the Lakers better. Unless, barring a trade that I do not foresee happening, this team is going to go as far as the big three takes them. Which means Russell Westbrook is a 35-minute-a-night player. The Lakers are not going to win a championship. Russell Westbrook is not going to win a championship. If the three of them are not maximized. That's the truth. Because you still got to go up against. Look, you still got to go up against the Suns and Chris Paul. You still got to go up against Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You got to go against those teams. Utah Jazz. You got to go up against those teams. You need all of them to be successful. We need all of them to be at their best. You do not win a championship by minimizing one of your best three players and maximizing the other two. You win by maximizing all three. That's what you do. Stop with the booze. Stop with the slander. Stop with the negative clips. Encourage him. Look at the positives. Think about what he can do. What he can do. Maximize as far as the positive things he brings to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's trying as hard as he can, guys. I can promise you that. It's not for lack of trying. But he's exhausted mentally. He's exhausted physically. And you're beating him while he's down. Basketball players aren't robots. They're people. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Guys, I will be going back to doing a podcast after every single game within 24 hours. Look, I know I tried other platforms, but things got really ugly with the comments and hate mail and stuff like that. So there was less of that doing it just the podcast way on Anchor. So that's what I'll be doing from now on. I'll go back to that. So I appreciate you guys listening so much. Remember, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public Cast, Box, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. 
Also, go follow me on YouTube, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I really appreciate it. Guys, I will see you after Tuesday's game versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Really looking forward to that. Hopefully, Russell Westbrook has a bounce-back game and 360 can get on track. And as always, until next time.